0: This is You miss My Childhood, the podcast where we take a movie that I've seen in my youth and talk about it with my co-host, who's just watched it for the very first time. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by a man that, uh... Oh, shit. I, sometimes I have something to say about you. Today, I don't, but I'll, so I'll just introduce <laughs> Ali. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you tried to pull something out of your ass anyway.
0: Yeah, I I feel sometimes like... I can handle it. I can't handle it this week.
1: Yeah... You should have something prepared each time.
0: Ooh, that's. Like, yes, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I realize this.
1: <laughs> if you want to make a thing out of it. But I have no updates. So let's go straight into the movie.
0: Holy shit. I guess it's going to be nevergreen. So no one's going to know when we record this again. It's going to be. Oh, okay, oh, we'll give, we'll, let's drop a little hint to the listeners, to the, especially to the super astute listeners and see if they can tell. So, it's storming outside right now, the sun is setting at 4.30 p.m., and my fingers are cold. Okay, how about okay. You? Do you? Do you want to drop any hints?
1: Well, uh, the days are long, <laughs> the sun doesn't go down until 10 p.m. in Atlanta, which is weird. And uh, yeah, so figure it out.
0: And I'm I'm also living in the southern hemisphere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that actually makes sense. I thought you were just trying to throw people off.
0: It does. I um, mean, it, well, maybe it makes sense. Maybe I'm in the su- well, Peru's a border country, right? I don't know if it's quite in the southern hemisphere.
1: Well, I, according to my calculations, you're back by now.
0: Yeah, I would Especially, I mean, we don't. It's an evergreen. We don't know it's going to be released for sure. We we have we have a potential timeline, but that could easily be broken up. So, yeah, maybe I'm recording in the summer. Maybe I'm recording in the winter. Oh, right, <laughs> maybe right. It's, it
1: could be. I mean, I guess you said Atlanta. I don't know if you did, but uh, I don't know if um, I said
0: Atlanta. This could be our first episode ever.
1: <laughs> that's not possible why <laughs> Actually, not it is yes it, it is.
0: is it sure is it very is. possible hey uh so since it's our first episode do you want to like talk about what other movies should we do we should do short circuit probably and uh yeah coming that to could America. Be a good one
1: to like start with yeah 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 um
0: we should definitely save this we, one until you know about episode 50 or so yeah we should
1: do like, Short Circuit 2 pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> like, immediately after Short Circuit. Right. <laughs> and then we should delete it from our catalog.
1: <laughs> the first however many episodes, then maybe we can get people to pay for the premium catalog. Mm, that's worked out really pack. well. I mean, that will right. work out really well. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically. Don't say it hasn't worked out. Um, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. worked out super well. Or it's going to work out super well. But, um... Yeah, man.
0: Well, yeah, since, since it's our first episode, we don't really know how we do this beginning part. So, should we just jump into the movie and go beat by beat by beat?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. That sounds good. That sounds like, you know, a, a way to approach, like, everything. You know, obviously, that's what you do with uh, with movies, That's what you do with the
0: movie podcast. We yeah, you, 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 like, want to actually do representations representation. You want to record longer than the movie is, first off. And mm-hmm, then you want mm-hmm. to also... You know try and convey every scene orally
1: right (laughs) and you're editing this time so i have plenty of drops lined up so yeah we're good there it's our first episode so i guess uh i guess that all checks out we are starting with a very odd movie to start (laughs) the whole podcast with i had an odd childhood
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Misery. Well, you know, it reflects a very odd name for a character. Why would you ever name a character Misery and why would they become like a a big phenomenon?
1: I can see it becoming a big phenomenon because mm. it seems like books' names don't have anything to do with... Because I feel like, I don't know, Harry Potter doesn't sound like an inviting name for a book. Yeah, but what but... if his
0: name was like Terrible Infant?
1: Ter- Why would it be Terrible infant? I
0: don't know. I'm just thinking about, like, you know, a Misery. Like, one of his name oh. was Awful.
1: Oh, oh. Harry I get Potter is saying. like a
0: name. You know, there are people named Harry. There are people named with last name Potter. I have never met a Misery. It's a very, like, just no one actually mentions during the whole movie how, like, huh, that's kind of a weird name.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. You're right. That's all I needed. <laughs>
0: Just like, oh, hmm, that's an interesting name yeah. for a character.
1: In Iran, my mom would tell me stories of people who would name their children really mean things. Like, um, I think I actually met someone named Unwanted.
0: Oh, my good. I mean, right? Oh, my good. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Surprise would be like a, a good name. Good version of that, but you know, definitely met unwanted, and that sucks.
0: They didn't go by a nickname or anything like that. On. Oh, this one by on. On's kind of cool.
1: <laughs> I don't know what they went with. Oh, but, okay, okay. Um, oh. I guess this person was kind of older, which is uh, sucky. I, I I don't. Yeah, so more traditional.
0: They 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 can't throw off the shackles of a weird name and go by something right. cool. They can't, right. be, they can't be called Zed.
1: Right, and maybe Zed. For, who would call themselves Zed, man? <laughs> a cool guy. A cool guy. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, wow. My mind is blown right now. I feel like I was on a track and I had like a whole thing and Zed just, what a cool name. Man, I want to meet a Zed.
0: I, I, I knew a Zed. I worked with a Zed, actually.
1: Really? I knew a Zeb and I worked with a Zeb.
0: Maybe his name was Zeb, actually, when I think of it. No, I think it was Zed. <laughs> I think it was Zed. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, the English Z. Yeah. That's then, crazy. Yeah, like, so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so almost as crazy as Miz... No, uh, that's a terrible transition. I, I wanted to ask you, <laughs> did you catch, like, who this is a story by?
1: Stephen King.
0: Yeah. This is the first Stephen King movie we've watched, which is a little bit surprising to me.
1: Oh, I thought we had watched. Uh oh. The Shining.
0: No, we. Did. No, you've seen the. Sh- no, come on, you know. We haven't watched that. anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you've already oh. seen The Shining too, right? You've, uh, yes, you've definitely have. seen The Shining. Yeah. What's your relationship with Stephen King as an author and a storyteller? I guess
1: I have this uh, just vague admiration for him. I don't know him very well. Uh, just because it seems like every other story I hear about or see is by
0: Stephen what? King. What? Okay, come on, you're not in, you're not growing up in 1980s. <laughs> he just seems so prolific. He he's incredibly. Like, I mean, he like he writes more than most people read.
1: Yeah, he's certainly written more than that I've read. I think. Uh, and no, uh, he hasn't.
0: <laughs> he probably has. He's like five degrees. Okay, you've read more than, than Stephen King's worth of books. But he has like 70 books or something crazy like that. It's it's a crazy catalog Damn. he has.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've read 70 books. Um, Maybe I'm, like You have read 60. 70 books. You have read more okay, than 60
0: books. Yes, absolutely.
1: Have you ever read a Stephen okay. King book? That's a good question. I may not have.
0: I didn't think you have. Yeah. So especially... I don't know. I would say by the time I was 18, I had read everything that he had written by that point in time. What? Yeah. That's impossible. It, it, it wasn't impossible. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't? I'm pretty sure I did it. There might be an okay. exception here or there, but yeah, I mean, like, I think he had maybe 20 to 30 books published at the time that I was 18. And then since then, I've read very, very few of his works, like, post-2000 or so.
1: Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, okay. he was wow.
0: absolutely my favorite. Yeah, my... My favorite author for, you know, a lot of my pre I mean, from the age of, like, probably 11 through 18 or so.
1: Okay, I'm going to ask what everybody's thinking were you as number one
0: fan. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, no, no, I'm not, not, not even close. Although I did have a Stephen King shrine, and I had a little oh. memory book I had full of Stephen King news and all the people I killed. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I guess there were some similarities between us two, and I, you know, really don't like swearing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've known you to uh, to freak out and leave a room when there's too much swearing. I know, I just
0: feel too oogie about things.
1: Yeah, too oogie. <laughs> Who wouldn't?
0: <laughs> Who wouldn't feel oogie? Oogie. <laughs> Who wouldn't feel oogie with the word oogie around?
1: Right. Yep.
0: Um, so, of course, the, the but, main character, Misery, or not, not miss I keep on going to call her Misery, Annie. <laughs> she She's she, not
1: the main character.
0: She don't think she's the main character of this film? Fuck no. I mean, okay, so who's the main character then, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And who is played by?
1: Oh, yeah, my favorite, uh, James Caan.
0: actually, you really, really dislike James Caan, and...
1: I guess I kind of do. I was going to do something and dig out his letter to me, but I didn't.
0: Oh, yes. So again, we need to provide some backstory here because you created a movie. And it was submitted to some kind of festival. I'm not even quite sure the what the festival was, but I remember that uh, you and there was another movie called Black Thunder that we really liked.
1: <laughs> and, but yeah, your movie's
0: called Untitled to James, and James Kahn was one of the final judges that gave your movie a thumbs down. Yeah. How much uh, money you were supposed to win. Or what, what? There
1: were... Wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that Ask.
0: he he's the reason that you didn't become famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah.
1: I've been shaking my fist at him every morning since. Well, that's why I wanted to um, show you a
0: movie shortly after he died where he's just tortured the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I finally
1: felt some release.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, no, he <laughs> no.
1: he owns like, or I think he owned OpenFilm.com, which doesn't exist anymore, mm. uh, and they had like a contest... <laughs> Where you would uh, vote for these movies and uh, whoever got the most votes would get judged by him and like five other people. And uh, I made it as a finalist and they didn't choose my film and uh, they chose another film, which was, uh, I think, a fair choice.
0: Yes, and of course it's not just James Ken that, that James Conn, that was you know the only judge. He just was the only right. big name. So if you go to Open Film, it was like his face on the banner because <laughs> 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 you know no one else knows who uh, Rod Bludgeon is or anything like that. Rod
1: Bludgeon, yeah, I don't know who Rod Bludgeon is. Yeah, exactly. um, you made that's the name you made up. But Robert Duvall was on there too, and I've got a printout oh, of something he'd Robert written. Robert
0: Duvall, yeah, he yeah yeah. Is he still alive? I don't think so. Right.
1: I didn't hear of him passing.
0: Both were in The Godfather, right? Yes. Right,
1: so they should both be dead by now. <laughs> I
0: because... mean, that's kind of an old movie.
1: Yeah. Is oh, Robert no, no. Robert Duvall...
0: Duvall's here. Yeah, Robert Duvall's still around. Yeah. Fa- fascinating. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, before we go into the plot or anything, too, I'm going to ask you another question that you hate. Uh, actually, I'll ask you two more questions that you hate. So, did you catch who the director was?
1: Oh, uh, I caught his last name. I don't know what else he's connected. Rob Reiner. Connected. Yeah, so, what, what else he's directed?
0: There's some surprises there. So there's some not-so-big surprises, like A Few Good Men. Okay, sure. Stand By Me, hmm. another Stephen King adaptation. And then oh. from there, it gets kind of weird. Uh, the Princess Bride. Oh, cool. This is Spinal Tap. Oh, wow. When Harry he's... Met Sally.
1: <laughs> wow, he's he's good.
0: Yeah, Sleepless he's... in Seattle.
1: I respect like someone who can do different genres more than like for sure. Christopher Nolan, who seems Here's to be a fi over and Here's the puzzle. Trying to figure this over. out. <laughs> exactly. I bet you hadn't thought of this. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I, he does. He has done like straight war movies, and I think the next thing he's gonna do is. Uh, duh, I just saw a teaser for it. Some Oh, something about Robert Oppenheimer. Hmm. Um, so that might be okay. But, uh, we'll no, no I mean, you're, you're right, though. Probably I'm, angling for an Oscar.
0: I'm definitely more impressed by a director that you're, like, flabbergasted when you learn, like, holy shit, this is some guy that did, like, Spinal Tap and When Harry Met Sally. Right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: So how does this rank between all his movies for you?
0: Oh, you mean, like, where would I put this one? <laughs> I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird question. I like this movie.
1: I like this movie too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I like one of those other movies you mentioned probably better. Which one? Harry Met not All of them. That's a good movie. Uh, I don't know if I like it better. What else?
0: Mm, Sleepless in Seattle. This is Spinal
1: Tap. Is pretty, pretty good. I eh. haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle.
0: Oh, you haven't? Okay. I guess we. Uh, great. Thank you. Now we got to watch that. I guess. I never seen a few oh. good men.
1: Oh, that's kind of fun. It's with Tom Cruise, fun.
0: right? <laughs> is it really fun?
1: I think so. Huh. It's not like...
0: I thought it was like courtroom drama. Maybe I have seen it, yeah, actually. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. Okay. It's,
0: yeah. Sounds pretty fun now, now that we talk about it like that. It's like yeah. Tom
1: Cruise being like, oh, I'm going to get you, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson <laughs> is like, no, you're not. I am Jack Nicholson.
0: I remember that line. Yeah, that's a famous scene. I am Jack Nicholson. <laughs> when he says that and slams his f- right. fist down fist on the table. Down. Right. That yeah. reminded you. Yeah. Well, what, what about the main uh, actress in this movie? Kathy Bates. Do you recognize her?
1: I could tell that I'd seen her somewhere before. Yeah. But I kind of felt bad for her because I knew she was cast as an evil person person to be hated right she did so well in the part
0: yeah yeah she's so I always
1: feel bad for those folks
0: i know i know and like you know cast as being like an unattractive person or like yeah just a person you're right. not supposed to like at all
1: right and um i just don't understand you know who i don't get this is kind <laughs> of an who don't you get <laughs> people collect magazines they must have a lot of issues
0: Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I was going to tie that into something real. I, you, you know, your whole, your, whole, your whole demeanor changes when you go into this. I was like, okay, he's winding up for something. So this is not going to be a natural sentence that comes after this. But, uh, I, I'm i going to like eventually catch you before the jokes and be like, Before uh, the jokes, yeah, stop. I'll have, I'll have a stop <laughs> button, yes.
1: <laughs> but uh, I felt bad, uh, especially... The part where she was called the Dragon Lady by the newspaper cutouts.
0: Oh, that's I mean. she do a lot of mean. terrible things, though. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but I don't know why a Dragon Lady. Yeah,
1: you don't. I mean, I can see somebody trying to be really mean about her looks, calling her that, and then and so I felt like it was totally unnecessary to put that, like, in a magazine scrap. So. Or a newspaper scrap in the movie. This could definitely
0: so, yeah. This could definitely be just my own like history coloring things. But okay. I've always known Dragon Lady, like that kind of thing, to be like a racial thing. So in my community oh. there was a quote unquote drag- Lady, Dragon Lady and she was not a white woman. She was she was Chinese or, you know, Asian. Oh. And I feel like Whoa. I feel like that's not an uncommon thing when you hear like the word dragon attached to a person. Especially a lady. I feel like dragon lady is a I don't know. It's kind of weird to have it attributed. To, I mean, it's weird to have that attributed to anyone, but especially to have that attributed to Annie Wilkes.
1: Hmm. Okay. I had a very visceral, just kind of primal reaction to that. Yeah, uh, you probably should. Was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're like, Jeff, you uh, shouldn't
0: say that. Stop talking.
1: Yes. Yeah, stop really? calling Asian people. I, you didn't do that, though, Right.
0: I mean, I probably one time in my life referred to that person because I heard like someone else doing it. Right?
1: I don't know. So
0: before, did you, I mean, I mean, probably not because I probably didn't talk about her. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> if, it, <laughs> if I did, and it was before the age of you know whatever sixteen or something. Yeah, maybe I would have.
1: But you're forgiven. Oh, you can thank you. Forgive yourself <laughs> thank now you. and move on with it, yes. Jeff.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. So Paul Sheldon, the writer played by James Caan, he. He has a whole ritual around writing, and you, you fancy yourself to be a writer. <laughs> I, I, I also fancied myself to be a writer, but then I got over that notion because writing is really hard and stressful. But do you yeah. do you think it's? I don't know. Do you think it's helpful to have like little superstitions or rituals around writing?
1: Definitely not. <laughs> the only <laughs> you, thing that helps is routine.
0: Routine. <laughs> yeah. Actually,
1: doing it. Yeah.
0: You don't. You don't need to have like one lucky strike and ooh a bottle of Dom Perignon, but you only have one glass of it.
1: As someone who used to drink, that just sounds frustrating. You know.
0: Well, he's he's an ex-smoker, right?
1: Right, and an ex-smoker. I guess I can... Hmm.
0: Ah, that
1: could be good if I finish something to my satisfaction. But then I feel like so many other good things happen once something is done to the level where uh, I'm aiming for that um, am Eh. I, I don't think so. Like it's just it's, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a writer to that extent to like no. But I don't have any such rituals. <laughs> I help? used to think like uh-huh. smoking to be like a necessary part of it.
0: Yeah, drinking too probably, right? I mean I think that like everyone in their twenties is like oh we gotta be like Jack Kerouac and like die when we're forty four.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. But uh like smoking maybe helped a little bit to begin with but then it just became smoking yeah and that's what smoking uh, does right and drinking never helped me i don't know it just no made me want to want to drink more and yeah party. drinking
0: always made me kind of lazy drinking was always like i it was, it was a leisure activity so i never like associated drinking right. with work
1: exactly do you have when you wrote any such notions of routine routine i totally miss asked that question uh did you have quirks around your writing when you wrote
0: yeah yeah i made sure that everything i wrote was in like one of those mead notebooks (laughs) and and i I wrote with a number two (laughs) pencil and i made sure to lose every finished novel that i ever wrote so those those are my three Ah. rituals i did and this oh, well.
1: reminds me. I picked a certain kind of pen and I only write with that kind of pen now because Wait, I do you freehand decided, write? Yes, I write in longhand.
0: Wow. Not not shorthand?
1: <laughs> I don't know what how shorthand works, but Literally uh, no.
0: shorthand is like using abbreviations and shit. It's like really confusing. Weird. Yeah. Oh. I think I think I could just, I could just be making something up here. Yeah,
1: are it <laughs> like court records kept in shorthand or something? Maybe.
0: Yeah, so it's a bunch of jargon and, and uh, things that only folks would know that are in that business.
1: Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I write in longhand with a certain kind of uh, zebra three hundred gel pen.
0: Ooh! Everyone Google so. that and buy it for Ali for his birthday.
1: Yeah, I have a <laughs> thousand of them. Okay. So don't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be useful if you want to be useful.
0: Something happened to my writing. I don't know if this is like a normal biological thing or if I like I'm having a brain issue or something like that, but my writing definitely got worse and worse and worse and worse as I get older.
1: The reaction of others got more and more real.
0: <laughs> as what got do you older. mean? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Like, I feel like everything I wrote when I was a kid, people were like, oh my God, good job. You're a kid. You're writing? That's crazy. Oh, um,
0: yeah. Okay. No, I. Uh, so you mean the literal like content? I just mean the way it looks. Like it's harder for oh, me
1: to read. Oh, oh, like it's actually oh, wow. sloppier, okay. and, like messier, and yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, you're right about that. It's much much easier if you're like you know, someone gifted child to like do things because everyone's impressed by an 11 year old writing something, whereas right, no one's impressed right. by a 40 year old writing something.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. But I mean, somewhat impressed. But,
0: but at least, at least being a writer that's 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 a career you can get into as a as a late bloomer. That's true. Rockstar's done. You can't do that anymore.
1: What do you mean you can't do Rockstar anymore? You
0: can't be a 40... You can't, like, start being a Rockstar when oh, you're
1: 40. Oh, oh, sure you can. No, you can't. You would be a very even-headed Rockstar. I think, like, <laughs> Rammstein started super late. Maybe they were... How old was Rammstein? Oh, he was 31. Never mind.
0: Mm. I mean, that's considered to be as old as it gets. I think I've heard about, like, a, another story where a guy was 35... <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> doesn't get too, <laughs> too much older than that. So back to Paul Sheldon finishing his book and then he gets on these icy roads. I I thought, in my memory, I thought that like a semi came around the corner or something, but the way he loses control is very weird. It doesn't really make it amazing. Oh,
1: yeah, it doesn't look very realistic. I, I was kind of like, oh, okay, so they're kind of indicating that he is getting into a car accident and not being... Not spending too much effort on it, which makes sense. Sure,
0: and he's driving a Mustang through the Colorado right. snowstorm, which, you know, that, that's not a great car for that, I imagine.
1: Not at all. Like, the worst possible car, it was probably rear-wheel drive. I'm mm, just making that up. I don't know, uh,
0: yeah, sure. Bald tires. Right.
1: Bald tires, right, right, right. Just, uh, no brakes, no gears, probably, to downshift with.
0: I, yeah... You know, when we first see him, I thought he was in a pretty remote cabin. But then he's like part of a whole cabin complex. You learn later on when like they contact the Silver Creek Cabin people. It's it's almost right. like a like a glorified hotel for rich people that is run like a hotel, but they have a cabin. But then in the beginning, it almost seems like he's a cabin, kind of like Annie does, where it's actually isolated and rural.
1: Yeah, do you didn't think so? I agree with everything you said, <laughs> <Okay>. except <laughs> I don't quite know, like. What is interesting in this? So you're saying that... Uh, maybe, maybe nothing is, I'm sure.
0: Let, 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 okay. let's, let's move on. You can cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's rescued by Annie, of course, who's his biggest fan and right. a nurse. And
1: gives him the worst CPR in the movie that I've ever seen.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't catch this. So what was, what was wrong with her CPR?
1: I mean, usually there is some like indication of effort put in. But with this, it was just like, and then mouth to mouth, mouth to mouth. Uh-huh. It was just very, very half assed I felt like I mean, there was really? just no pressure. I mean, the real CPR is, of course, like traumatic and like it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, often um, it breaks
0: ribs and things, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Um. And usually there is some like people at least like bounce their hands up and down like they're doing something. But- oh,
0: but did should- that even happen?
1: No, I, it felt like she was just pressing down on his coat. Um. <laughs> I didn't notice any of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, one sign of real CPR is that the uh, arms are extended and the um, the joints are locked at the, whatchamacallit? Elbow. Elbow is extended <laughs> and locked. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's necessary, and, huh? So if you are like, if your yeah. arms are side to side, like you know, like a Christ pose, that that wouldn't do it. You couldn't do CPR would, then.
1: If you're Christ-like, yeah, yeah the you, side.
0: Yeah, you know, just like like a T.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, definitely not. Huh? No, you you're moving your whole body up and down. You're not pressing with your arms. You're basically like jumping up and down on a torso
0: you know that just (laughs) reminds me i didn't realize this was so bad but uh, i read i was reading a little bit about better call saul and like the latest episodes because Mm. the one where he had a heart attack was released not that long ago and when he famously had the heart attack and he actually was like unresponsive for 18 minutes or something crazy like that and so holy shit yeah like i didn't know it was that big of a deal to where he was unconscious for that long and he supposedly didn't have a heartbeat for that long
1: Good God! Yeah, so CPR saved that dude. Serious fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't save a lot of people, but uh,
0: no, yeah. no. I I kind of have had the impression recently that CPR is not that useful, but I guess it's just used as a very very last resort. So that's that's the thing. It's the last resort. So anything you right. do is it, probably yeah.
1: I think it saves like something around like a, just above fifteen percent or something. Hmm. Of people, well, but that's, that's 15% of people. Yeah, right? Yeah, say
0: Bob Odenkirk. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: At, at what point did you realize that she was creepy right away?
1: Fairly quickly. <laughs> um, as soon as my head was like, well, this is an awfully weird hospital bed, and then or a hospital room, and realized that, it, that he was at somebody's house, I was like, oh, okay, so this is not gonna this end well is not gonna end well right yeah exactly. exactly
0: and i mean if just in case you were like maybe she's good i think about 10 minutes there there's a scene where she's like shaving his neck with a knife and there's like this very like ominous creepy music playing as she's like shaving the neck
1: oh yeah yeah they yeah they clue you in with the with the music yeah for sure and i mean the stuff that she says i think
0: not quite, but then that was, I think when she's shaving the neck, that's when she was talking about. So he was writing a book, and so his whole thing is that he has this very successful Misery series, which he kind of hates, because, you know, I think a lot of artists, especially if they could, like, deem themselves as being important, they don't mm-hmm. like the thing that is kind of more poppy and more, and especially if it becomes a thing that they just have to keep on churning out because of agents or just money or whatever. Right. I, you know, kind of how you feel about Macrobe. You know, it's this character you just can't get rid of. You're trying to do this whole Nolan-esque brain fuck, but then you just kept getting right? bogged down by this uh, this annoying rapper exactly. guy you created. This, yeah, so You you got to create <laughs> the Macrobe keep making
1: Macrobe right <laughs>
0: until you kill him off. Which, you know, <laughs> maybe you need to make that movie where he dies. Unfortunately.
1: Why would you kill Mac? He's not that big of a deal. Come on.
0: No, he's a big deal to you. He's weighing on you and you're kind of unable to do anything <laughs> else creatively, creatively until, until, you know, he's, he's finally out right. of your psyche and out of the, Amer- out of the American consciousness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right right the american psyche is just so enthralled (laughs) by macro (laughs) yeah the two people
0: listen and know who he is is like jesus christ we're talking about this again (laughs) fucking hell exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) <laughs> but, I mean, it really helps uh, Paul Sheldon that has all these, these rituals because everyone knows, like, oh, well, yeah, he, he I saw a bottle of Dom Perignon in the cabin. He must have finished his book. And he always mm-hmm. does that. And then it also, like, hurt him, too, because when uh, Annie wants him to burn his manuscript, she also knows that he doesn't have any backup copies.
1: How does she know that?
0: Well, just because she knows, you know, she's his biggest fan, so she just knows. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, right, right. like any writer, you hear these little steps. Like, I, wrote, I read Stephen King's book about writing, and so you kind of Ooh. learn a little bit about his process, too.
1: He has a book about writing?
0: Yeah, it's called On Writing. Cool. And the biggest thing I remember What does he say is, he should too. Yeah. He uh, uses, like, a, a closed, an open and closed door metaphor a lot. So, you know, like, when you are writing, especially in the first stages, the door should be completely shut. And that just means that you shouldn't, like, have anyone else come near your work until it's been revised and you're ready to show it to someone so it's you know a basic step but essentially just write hmm. a write like no one else is going to ever see it ever at first
1: interesting
0: <laughs> yes and he says it like igor too when he talks about it <laughs> do you remember what she didn't like about his book
1: oh all the swearing yeah,
0: yeah do you remember what his response was
1: It was, it kind of made me think, like, really? Like, (laughs) are you supposed to be, like, black or, like, somehow coming across as poor? Because you do neither of those things. He said something like, I was from the projects, right?
0: He didn't say the projects. He said, oh, what were the exact words he used? He said, uh, these are slum kids. I was a slum kid. Slum
1: kid. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Project slum. I mean, did, he doesn't strike me as a slum kid. <laughs> I,
0: mean, <laughs> I know. That, that, that's one reason I wrote it down. I was like, okay. I mean, maybe there's something I don't understand here, like some historical context and things like that. But yeah, right. right. I, I, yeah.
1: Very Holden Caulfieldy of him.
0: Um, I mean, I guess he could have just been like you know growing up in a bad something. neighborhood because you know that's always possible.
1: If you had said it that way. Sure, I would have believed them more. I right, think. Right,
0: right, especially referring to like a white guy saying like I was a slum kid. You are like, mm, <laughs> I don't mm. know, man. <laughs> <laughs> like this is seventies, Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were there slums? I don't know. What's in white the seventies, Stephen King? How how yeah. white is Stephen King? Right. Is it? Well, what is do you he mean? Like super white?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's from Maine. <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta look at a picture.
0: He's always had like a weird... What the? What? He
1: looks weird as fuck.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, I've always thought he looks kind of weird. Especially now, he looks... He's always has kind of like a, like a skeleton look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty old.
1: Okay. How, but, how old is he?
0: Especially his glasses. I bet Stephen King is pushing 80, if I had to guess.
1: Mm. Stephen King, he has an official website.
0: That's weird. Of course. Who has a website? Oh, he's (laughs) seventy-four.
1: So nineteen eighties. To have a website.
0: But yeah, I always thought he looked weird because of his weird glasses too. He has kind of like like the classic like creepo glasses.
1: Yeah, right, right. I was, I feel like he could use a, a makeover.
0: I, I, I'm sure he's had them, (laughs) and I think he also doesn't care. He's been like a happily married man for four decades.
1: Huh. I wonder if he wants to be taken seriously by the literary world.
0: <laughs> I think I think Stephen King is super content with what where he is and like the whole scheme with of With what he's got and the yeah. whole <laughs> everything. Yeah, you let's do developed. an interview with Stephen King. It doesn't sound like he's a man that's trying to impress anyone anymore.
1: I wouldn't be. Like, yeah,
0: because especially he's been like the most famous author since I don't know, like 1975 or something crazy like that.
1: Uh, who was the most famous author before him? Oh, yeah, <laughs> before him. I don't know, man. John <laughs> Updike. <laughs> was uh, who? Oh, gosh, I forgot the Holden Caulfield guy's name.
0: J.D. Salinger. He only wrote, like, I think he only... That, that was one his, book, yeah. Yeah, well, he had his short stories, too. But, yeah, besides that, he he was not a prolific man.
1: But he was well-known for it
0: sure <laughs> but
1: <laughs> i mean i don't know why i'm saying that. i feel like i saw a documentary about him or some some such thing
0: i don't know john updike let's say uh, john updike and then stephen king replaced him
1: hmm okay i'm okay with that
0: yeah or, or steinbeck
1: i'm okay with that too mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and i mean he had million of his books turned into movies by like super duper directors if Stephen anybody- King anybody Yeah, right?
0: Which ones are done by super duper directors?
1: The Shining.
0: Yeah, that's one. What what else? <laughs> this movie? I guess Rob Ryder's a super duper Yeah, he doesn't get the same cred as like a Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I-, I think he's pretty solid. What else?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um he had there was a movie recently. I don't know if it was by a super duper director. I'm trying to remember any movie that was written by. No, not it. Uh, it was like professor shadows or something. Oh, doctor
0: Uh, or no, doctor sleep, doctor sleep. Right. Yeah. That was just done by like, you know, Alan Smithy.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. So, I mean, were you going somewhere with this? Because I've, I'm out of, uh, out of movies.
0: Oh no no! I'm done. You were going somewhere with that, yeah? I was, <laughs> I was challenging you. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. So <laughs> let's I mean,
1: Stanley Kubrick was my.
0: Yeah, that was your go. Well, you said like he has hundreds of movies adapted by amazing directors, and then. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: One of them. One of
0: them was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. I, I get hyperbolic, too. You. you, you also... I, I feel like
1: if I had a movie done by by Stanley Kubrick, I would. I would be done. I would stop everything
0: and just live. Yeah, but you're for the you're lazy, so that also helps. When right. <laughs> yeah, when you're lazy, <laughs> a lot of people I don't know a lot of people that like have that really prolific drive. Actually, I'd say all of them are not lazy at all, and they're driven by something beyond <laughs> fame or money. I feel the same way too. Like, what
1: I am I just driven by fame or money? Is that what you think of me?
0: No, but I know that if you had enough of either of those things, you would stop <laughs> and just kind of oh, yeah, Time yeah, to coast. And I I, pro- I probably would too. I mean, if I <laughs> – I don't know. I think about that pretty often. Like the the, yeah. f- the tragic fate, the quote-unquote tragic fate of a, a former actor that was in something huge. But like, well, you were in something huge. Like, you know, that kid that was in Jurassic Park that we would talk about in River Wild. Like, mm-hmm. huh. Unless he had a really crazy – childhood which he might have because he's a child actor but unless he had that that's kind of an awesome place to be
1: mm, yeah right right yeah. for a little while i thought you were talking about yourself i'm like jeff wasn't a big thing is he talking about tom cruise being his dad
0: <laughs> you know um, i just watched tom cruise recently in that top gun movie that oh, top yeah, gun yeah. What movie did you t- <laughs> do i sound like an uncle <laughs> <laughs> what did i think what did you
1: think of that yeah
0: it was it was a uh, it was a French kiss to the '80s, with hmm. a slight nod to military nonsense. But you know, pretty much the whole the whole excuse <laughs> for the movie was for planes to flip around, which Tom Cruise told you about that in the beginning. He's like, "This movie, planes are going to flip around. It's going to be real. Check it out."
1: Right, check it out. Um, I saw nope. Oh shit! I'm going to see that tomorrow. Good. I think you will like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I have to go. See. Well, shit. Now, now everyone knows when we recorded this. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that at least like puts you know even the sloppiest of sleuths within three weeks. Hmm. So three
1: weeks depends r- on the theatrical run of Nope because <laughs> it will. It's sure to be shorter than than Top Gun. And Top Gun.
0: Yeah, I think Top Gun is going to be in the theaters for, until like Christmas.
1: Yeah, but I don't think Nope will be that short either. It's pretty good.
0: Well, anyone that can guess the exact date right. that we recorded this will get an all expenses trip paid. By you, the listener, to Atlanta. It was, it was one of our <laughs> yes. before with the Willy Wonka, the golden ticket. Uh, no one ever right. found that, by the way. There is really a clue somewhere. So you could listen to all the back catalogs and find that golden ticket. Or if you write in to us and let us know the exact time and date we record, then uh, you get an all-expensive trip paid where Ali may or may not meet you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, yeah, you and it's not expensive because Atlanta is a hub, so don't worry about that part of it. But, yeah, you may or may not get to meet me, and uh, uh, you may or may not get to tour my facilities where I have a fancy microphone that cost $400.
0: Oh, yeah, and felony-committing roommates. Let's not forget about that. Truth, right. Yes, yes. Work, I'm going to call them out left and right.
1: <laughs> until they become fans of this podcasts and start feeling shame Ooh, but anyway
0: he will never they will never Um. Mm. but I feel kind of like kind of a little bit like the cop in this movie who is <laughs> what do you think about this whole like cop and wife dynamic that just kind of got interspersed oh, randomly was,
1: it was pretty cute and random yeah
0: very cute Pretty random. very random <laughs> kind of like <laughs> kind of Coen Brothers-esque a little bit but then like much much cuter much more torn down but they could just kind of were this like Semi bickering couple that also kind of felt each other's legs up while they're driving and <laughs> right, right. But yeah, um, the the most amazing thing about this cop is that he just had an inkling something wasn't right, and then they're driving around and he saw a branch broken and knew that must have meant a car careened. I know off he of was such
1: a good uh, detective, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and man. he's also like a ninety-five-year-old man too. He was a very, very old sheriff.
1: He was a ninety-five-year-old sheriff.
0: I mean, he wasn't literally ninety-five, but he was—he was—he seemed oh, like you definitely was, should have been retired.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, I uh, was impressed that they had uh, helicopters at their disposal. To, like, just go searching around for just this one random missing dude.
0: Well, I'm assuming that that wasn't the local, local police department anymore, so maybe that might have been the feds, especially because it was a celebrity. So I don't think that was their local department anymore with the helicopters,
1: hmm. if
0: I had to guess. Good theory.
1: Or did it show? I did think... it
0: actually show the old man, the old sheriff, riding around the helicopter?
1: Oh, definitely, it did. yeah.
0: Oh, yes, because he was like... Well, that's not a 65 Mustang when he looks at uh, Annie's, <laughs> exactly. Annie's little cabin. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah but he's exactly. the whole one. So, okay, so this whole backstory about how she got arrested and everything for being a terrible nurse, like malpractice galore. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't she be the primary suspect if anything happened, especially considering that everyone knows that she's a Paul Sheldon fan? I mean, it seems like first off, we don't know how long her stint in jail was, but I imagine it wasn't short, and it's kind of amazing she's even out.
1: I know. I was wondering about that.
0: Yeah, because she's a proper murderer.
1: And, uh, yeah, she was convicted of something, and if, uh, any of them were murdered, obviously she should not be out. And, uh, but she apparently was, and there was no, like, nothing in the, in town about it, or nor did the Sheriff think or say anything about it, so that was all really weird.
0: Yeah, like it's almost like the town didn't know she did all those things, but they they did. I'm pretty sure. And but you right. never heard like, oh yeah, that murdering kook. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I bet she did it. <laughs> go so go, go shine yeah. a light into the open window where Paul Sheldon is writing, <laughs> right next to the helicopter flying by
1: Yeah. Knock on her door or something. Oh
0: man, actually, when I think about that whole sheriff storyline, it's pretty sad he gets murdered.
1: He does get murdered.
0: Yeah, I guess, which seems like that shouldn't have happened, but it did. So I guess maybe, like, this whole this bantering with his wife is just supposed to make you feel a little bit sadder when he gets killed.
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe
1: gets you to care about him. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. Spoken like a true robot. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean uh huh. I kind of knew he wasn't going to be the one to solve the case, or not solve the case, to like bring about the resolution because the main character is supposed to do stuff of its own accord to get out of his troubles. Yeah. uh, Dramatically speaking.
0: Sure. But, you know, Um, Paul Sheldon was a relatively passive character in some ways, and and you know it's actually we'll, we'll, we'll do a little quiz later because I know you love these but there is a ton of actors that almost became Paul Sheldon so I'll see if you can guess any of those
1: oh dang okay
0: but a lot of the ones that rejected the part or they didn't go follow through with it was because they saw him as being too passive especially hmm. up against a female antagonist
1: but I thought like I literally wrote down he's a tremendous actor uh, after some of the like initial things that he did i guess oh um, yeah well especially like when he when, like
0: yeah go ahead
1: when she told him i love you for the first time and uh-huh. that whole scene his reactions were brilliant i thought and just very well lived in and very i don't know method yeah <laughs> very good yeah. yeah
0: absolutely and i you know especially this scene where he like gets down off the wheelchair and like tries to like access different doors and things like that you could like really really feel his pain and when he comes back mm-hmm. he's just like sweating like a maniac.
1: Yeah that, that sweat seemed w- super realistic. I don't know how they did it. I don't know either. Maybe yeah. he did expend himself in some way or the
0: other. I, I mean yeah maybe his legs were kind of bound and he actually had to like get around on his legs <laughs> just oh, using his arms. yeah right <laughs> have you ever
1: had a crazy fan
0: have i ever doing what this podcast is that what you're asking me <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i had okay so when i was teaching i had a crazy student that was uh oh. obsessed with me and oh, wow. yeah he was in love with me i'm pretty sure and and uh so he would like follow me around and on his e-bike and really yeah yep definitely and like I don't know. It can't Got to the point. I can't remember all the details so much right now. But I did. I remember at one point he came to, came to my class, and afterwards I like asked him to stay afterwards, and mm-hmm. I said, um, "This has to stop, or else you can't come to my classes anymore." And I'm gonna have to tell my director that you're like harassing me.
1: Yeah. What did he want?
0: I think he wanted to be in a relationship.
1: That is weird. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I and made he it was very a clear. kid, right? Uh no, he was not a, I mean, I mean he was like no, not really. He was like 20 something. I I I, okay. ta- I taught a range of adults.
1: Oh, ah, okay. Okay. I mean, I taught a, as well kids, as kids and a,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Sometimes in the same yeah. classes unfortunately, that was a mess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh.
0: But yeah. No, he was certainly at least 20 something.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So that okay. that was weird. Good story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you ever had a deranged fan?
1: I don't remember having a deranged fan. (laughs) We need to get you one. (laughs) (laughs) I've had uh, like overly zealous friends that I had to stop actively, like, stop being like, I can't, I can't. I mean, I didn't say I can't do this anymore, but I just um, stopped doing it. Like, I'd moved to the United States, and they would. St- I would still hear about them, like going. I mean, they became friends with my parents, or he became friends with my parents, and I eventually had to tell my parents that I'm not gonna see him when I come because it's a false friendship. Like, it's I'm not enjoying myself when he's around. Um, oh. I yeah it was it's true <laughs> it was true man it was a really weird relationship I mean was this a person um, you
0: ever felt close to or this just kind of a person that made you into a friend yeah you never were?
1: I mean like when we were like in second grade I think we sat next to each other hmm. to that extent we were friends and I remember like pretty quickly he was way more enamored with me than I was of him or with him Um, and the dynamic never changed, uh, but, uh, I did kind of have to put an end to it and I felt guilty about it, but I don't think I am the worst (laughs) for it or I don't feel like a bad person having done. So I did have to like, kind of talk through the fact that I did stop it, but, uh, it just felt false for me to keep
0: yeah. being his friend. Yeah, I mean, if it's not good, if it's not a you know special relationship that you never really felt invested in, that's that's impossible to keep going with. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that.
1: And yeah, my parents would guilt trip me with like, "But he likes you so much; he loves you."
0: I mean, he probably did like you so much, and you ruined his life, you <laughs> little dick. <laughs>
1: He's probably listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's
0: obsessed with you, then he very well might right, be. He right, right. He like, learn English just and learn how you're doing these days. Catch up with you on social media. Oh,
1: my gosh. Right. He's going to find a way to the United States, and, and it's over from there because...
0: Yeah. yeah, so I guess my question to you is when he bounds you in bed and you can't re- escape until you write the macro <laughs> finale or <laughs> whatever you do, um, will you have the wherewithal and will you understand what you're doing? So will, will you start gathering your pills to poison him? Did you understand that's what uh, Paul Sheldon was doing in this movie?
1: No, I was kind of confused what he was doing with the pills. Yeah, I was expecting him to like look at the pills to see what they are. But well, apparently... she said novel.
0: No, yes. Do you know what that is? You ever heard of that before?
1: No, is that actually a thing?
0: I didn't look at it. Actually, I know I failed okay. in that regard. true uh, But I mean. Yeah, I'm assuming like it's an opiate. F- oh no, it's uh, it's fake. Oh, yeah. oh it's a sedative effect and it makes it hard to escape from deranged fans holding you captive that's what it says on the <laughs> website I just found <laughs> right <laughs> uh,
1: you know that's the first thing you would suspect of a crazy person who's you know who's in love with you or what have you uh, and so I was expecting to see a, a shot of the back of the pills when, once he stole some but Oh. No, apparently he could tell by tasting it that it was the right thing or something. That was unnecessary, I well, guess, if you were to yeah, assume.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he knows it's a sedative, so I guess any sedative in a high enough dose. But then right. the amount of pills he gathered <laughs> and poured into her wine, I'm like... I know. Oh, but, but he was tasting just to make sure it didn't have a taste. That's why he was tasting it. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, ah, he wasn't he wasn't it just... tasting it to see the effect. He's already, He'd already been taking the pills for a while. He knew it made him sleepy.
1: Do you knock before opening the fridge?
0: Do I knock? Is this another joke? You
1: should knock before opening a fridge. You know why?
0: Um. Oh my God. Okay. Why?
1: (laughs) There could be a salad dressing.
0: So you're doing two of these in episode now. (laughs) One wasn't enough.
1: I even had some mail I forgot to read.
0: Does it make sense to have mail be something we do at the end? To have all the listeners that dip out early stay to the oh, end? Because not only this okay. time, not only do we have a, one of those weird quizzes where I don't prepare when you very well, so I'm mostly just reading up a <laughs> list of actors that <laughs> were the potential actor, but we also have mail. So we have and two it things. it could
1: be your mail. Yeah, Yeah, right. it
0: could be your mail. We're reading your mail online and I might talk shit about you if I don't like yeah. your mail. right. Oh, sp- speaking of the sheriff, you know, one of his strategies was to read every single Paul Sheldon book.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I felt like it was going to be something better than just being like uh, this one quote. This one quote I that he... I heard it somewhere before. Yes. Oh, it's in this thing about this one lady. I know exactly where she lives, and I know her very well, and I'm not going to think of her until I see her say a bunch of shit to someone she almost gets in a crash. But it was, this whole thing was all very under underdone, I feel like.
0: I thought it was overdone because not only does he yeah. repeat the quote twice while he's in bed with his wife, but then he, when he stumbles across the quote again in like a newspaper article, I think when she's being arrested, because the quote was mm-hmm. something like, there's a justice higher than man, I will be judged by him. Like, you know, speaking right. about God. because she's And he's very religious. And right. then <laughs> just in case the audience didn't get that, he makes sure to mm-hmm. hold up the little scrap of paper he has that he carried with him when he thought of it right. <laughs> and like hold it up to like the, the newspaper article and be like, oh, right. Yep, See, these are same. the same. That's the same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's one great thing about TV now is that, you know, this, this kind of thing almost gets too complicated sometimes. You're like, oh man, I, that, that, that kind of slipped underneath the radar a little bit. But back right. back in this day they didn't they thought everyone was dumb as a rock.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Why am I saying all these at the wrong time? I should have talked about this when we were talking about Stephen King, but mm-hmm. I guess it's about the whole story. Don't you feel like it's a kind of a basic premise though?
0: Yeah, of for course. a creative
1: mind. Yeah, of yeah.
0: course. I mean Stephen Especially King Especially for a writer. So so the thing about Stephen King's writing is that actually I don't think he's that gifted at a premise. But I hmm. think he is very, very gifted at characters and just making words interesting. And he yeah. like hmm. uh, I don't know. He's a he's a very readable person and so and he is kind of gifted at like provoking the anxiety and like claustrophobia of like this kind of situation.
1: Interesting. Had you actually read this? Of course. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's a matter of course.
0: Yeah. I mean it was it was a very long time ago. I probably last read it when I was like fifteen or something like that, but Wow. Yeah.
1: So, was the movie better?
0: I don't remember. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this is probably this is probably the most solid Stephen King... I shouldn't say the most solid, but it's certainly one of them.
1: Stephen King movies. Stephen King
0: movies are kind of notorious for being adapted and being kind of hokey or cheesy or just mm-hmm. poorly done.
1: Yeah, this was well done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this Bye. is definitely well done. I mean, and I, I think that, like, you know, to me, too, the premise doesn't matter that much as long as you're, like kind of just engrossed again and like right yeah right and you know this does capture like an anxiety and and you know, we, we also, like, we as the audience know that she's creepy before the character does. And that's really important because he's just mm. kind of deducing bit by bit. He's like, ooh, this is kind of weird. You know, because at first it's like, oh, the roads are the roads are blocked. I can't get into town. The phones right. are down. And then he's like, time and time goes on. And she, like, goes into town and picks up a book. And he's like, hey, hold on. Uh, what about mm-hmm. the hospital? And then yeah. even then he was still mostly forgiving her until he, like, sees the helicopter circling outside and realizes that she is actively hiding him for sure.
1: And even though like there were parts when uh, he was trying to get out obviously and yeah. you knew he wasn't going to get out because it was just halfway through Too the, in movie the movie. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um you still felt that dread and anxiety that you're talking about and it wasn't just yeah this empty tension non-tension
0: yeah for sure and even like the anxiety of like knowing that when he knocks over that porcelain penguin and puts it back the wrong way you know it's going to come back to him so even though he escaped he didn't escape because there was that little clue yeah and they
1: didn't bring it back right away they no
0: they 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 they, simmered with that for a while
1: yeah i was impressed
0: until he was out twice that little dirty birdie
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: what did you think about? Uh, I guess the kind of body horror aspects of this movie.
1: Oh, that sucked. Um, the breaking of the feet,
0: the hobbling. Oh man, yeah. I know it was pretty. Actually, like one of this one of the reasons that this movie's, uh, I mean, at least to to me was well known is that it was on TV like basic cable all oh. the time.
1: Wow. Well if you think That's about it horrible in a great way.
0: Yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, there's like very little swearing for an R-rated movie. There's mm-hmm. not much that you see happening. So, you know, you have this moment where you know what's happening to his feet, but you don't see it happen. At least not I mean, maybe like from a distance you see the first foot get hobbled, but then you don't see the second one.
1: You make it sound like it's a thing that uh actually there's a verb for well but that was just hers no, right No 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 Her she perfect? talked
0: about she so she talked about the Kimberly diamond mines I guess the diamond mines in Africa and how the indigenous workers when they were being punished they were this was like what happened to them which I don't right. know if that's an actual fact or not I was going to say that doesn't make a whole lot of sense though because this is something that, what if it happens to you, I don't feel like you're going to walk very well again to be able to work. No? seems like if you want someone to work for them, this is a terrible punishment because they're not going oh, to I work know. for you anymore.
1: And they're not going to be able to work. Yeah, you just... I wouldn't be think so. In pain and die pretty soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there are some differences between the movie and, and the I mean the movie and the book, as there always are. And the book is just a lot more graphic. So I think that mm, she cuts off his yummy. foot in the book. Ooh. And then his thumb
1: Hug! Oh wow! Yeah, Fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. I snacks. was a little mm-hmm. surprised. Me? Wait, she snacks on it?
0: No, no, she hasn't. <laughs> yeah, she's mm. kind of kind of a bit uh, stringy. But uh, besides, <laughs> no, no, axe, axe, axe. Not snacks. A- axe. Okay. Axe. Okay. She
1: uses an axe. Uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed that it that he just walked again and seemed to uh, only walk away with psychological damage he was he i was, wanted it to be more horrible
0: oh yeah i mean he was limping at the end he was yeah he was i was going to tell you a little bit about like their their backstory so you know like how oh. so not not quite the quiz yet we're getting there pretty quickly <laughs> but okay. so supposedly uh kathy bates james khan they hate they did not like each other at all and so that kind oh, of good. helped with their animosity on screen yeah and I guess part of that nice. part of that disliking was that he was very nonchalant, I guess, about rehearsals. He didn't like to rehearse. He didn't actually want to practice the scenes. And she wanted to, like, rehearse all the time. Because she was an unknown, essentially. I think she was in some plays before that. This is her first movie.
1: Mm. Wow. Wow. But she isn't unknown now, right?
0: No, because she won an Academy Award for this, for Best Actress.
1: Oh, wow. She did do a great job, I thought. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's, it's surprising though, because I don't really feel like this kind of performance could win an Academy Award in these days.
1: You don't think so?
0: I don't know. I mean, just the, the you know, I think I think that horror is being more and more recognized as like a proper artistic genre, at least when it's mm-hmm. done in the right way. But yeah, you don't really have many horror movies where someone's. Not even nominated for an acting role, and if they are nominated, that they don't get it. I, f- I just feel like Oscars go to like, oh, okay, this is a boring performance by a boring person. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> at least when it comes to best actor.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, she was subtly good, like in a way where she kind of gets under your skin and you actually hate her, and yeah, you don't think twice about it.
0: You do, but then she was subtly good, but then she also just, like, had these, like, moments that are just being batshit crazy when she starts screaming.
1: She played such a good, like, square. Mm. Crazy square. Crazy yeah.
0: square, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the classic, like, probably repression, and things that brought that up. hmm Yeah. Right, right. So, are you ready to do the little quiz? Actually, do you want to mail? No, let's do the quiz. Let's get this movie let's move out of the way. We can talk about mail, maybe. Okay. So... There are some actors that almost became James Caan that almost became hobbled. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to tell you an actor and you have to say true or false, okay? Okay. (laughs) This is so hard for me because I have them written down or not written down. Okay, Tom Hanks.
1: Poor Tom Hanks, no.
0: No, he wasn't almost hobbled. Tim Allen.
1: Uh, am I allowed to look these people up to see? Oh, Tim Allen
0: was actually. You might not know him by face, but he was the voice of Buzz Lightyear.
1: Oh, um, something tells me that he was. Oh, Tim Allen. Yeah, he definitely was.
0: Which is weird because I didn't know he was actually a thing. But yeah, yeah, that he definitely was. Yep. How about Jim Carrey? Uh, no, (laughs) no. Jack Nicholson. Definitely. Yes, Bill Murray. Bill
1: Mary, no.
0: Yes! <laughs> yes? What? I, Bill Mary. I, I really kind of wonder these lists I find, how accurate they are, because yeah. this is kind of too, too amazing. Uh, you know
1: what that's kind of like? That's like Titanic with a lisp. It's unthinkable.
0: Three? <laughs> three of these cock a jokes? In, yes. in one...
1: <laughs> i'm done i'm done
0: <laughs> okay that's the, uh, last one. the rest of them i probably don't think you know okay but then just to just to, okay i'm really bad at these quizzes but then harrison ford was on there mel gibson morgan freeman denzel washington bruce willis jeff daniels Whoa, well, gene hackman robert de niro dustin hoffman richard dreyfus
1: we're all considered
0: uh yeah
1: that's ridiculous you should I You shouldn't read it again. But that's ridiculous. <laughs> they,
0: can, they can replay it if they want to read right. it again. Okay. So before we close this down, do you have any funny notes that we should go over really quick?
1: Uh, funny notes? No.
0: Ah, uh, um, damn it.
1: They all make sense.
0: Oh, damn it. What were you doing? I, it just happened last night. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Uh, okay. Well, then in that, that regard, let's wrap this up. So what would you give Rob Reiner's? Flagship film. Misery. <laughs> it's not a flagship, flagship film. <laughs> film. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs>
1: this is my flagship film from now on. Um, uh, four stars. Mm, nice. Yeah. And it just... Um, maybe part of it was because it felt like a movie I'm proud to say I like, but I did like it, and it felt... Um, solid on uh, not just narrative grounds because narratively it was very simple Mm -hmm. um, and simple and elegant I guess Uh, but uh, it just felt cinematically uh, um, very engaging for Mm -hmm. how simple it was like the acting was just very good (laughs) and I felt like I was there um and I feel like I'm not going to forget it. There's something distinct about it. Those are my reasons for Nice. Can we get 4 stars? Yes. Yeah, what do you think?
0: It's a 4-star movie. I'm giving it 4 stars. Yeah, no question. Nice. Yeah. I mean, and this is, you know, this doesn't happen very often, but this is certainly a movie that I have not seen all that long ago. So this one was not revisited with a vague inkling of what it was this is this is revisited mm. i almost felt like i could have not watched it but i was like okay okay I, i'm gonna talk about this i better watch it again
1: so a little bit of not your childhood
0: Well, 100 percent my childhood the first time i saw it i was absolutely it, oh
1: like, the first time you yeah saw okay no, no no i just you have revisited it. it okay okay
0: okay that's not against the rules no, it it's just, not. Just a rarity no, <laughs> because most of these movies. Why would you watch this in adult? I mean, <laughs> <you>? <laughs> <laughs> misery passes the I test. Don't know.
1: What was that Schwarzenegger movie? Jingle and all the way. One. Yeah, yeah. Why not watch Jingle all the way every day?
0: I mean, Man. you don't even smoke weed anymore, so there's lots of reasons to not watch <laughs> Shingle all the way if you're not if you're not even high. And it turns out if you're not, even if you're high and you're not a 20 year old, eh. right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, misery misery is one of the few that passes that test. And I think mm-hmm. only the second movie we've watched in the 90s that gets a four star.
1: Oh, at least I okay. I right. guess it's
0: the first one, and this is a rare thing too. We completely agree in a movie and gave it exactly the same right. rating.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, it almost felt like a 70s movie, but that was just the setting. Never mind.
0: Yeah, and it had kind of like a 70s grit mixed with some, like, black humor. So, I guess, you know, th- mm-hmm. those things combined, too. But, yeah, just solidly yeah. super well-acted, well-directed, suspenseful, engrossing. Yeah, it has everything that you could possibly want. But then also, you know, it's a little bit on the campy side, but in a way that it completely works. Er-
1: yes. Campy. Yeah, right. Because it wasn't uh, like one of those m- contemporary movies uh, that just go super dark and super realism
0: and super boring. Super boring. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes.
1: Three hours. I of, know. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't the
0: Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we doing um, mail now, or are we are we shutting this down?
1: I guess we've talked about it, so we kind of have to deliver. Uh, fan is. Uh, saying that uh, they enjoy how this happens in every single episode.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jeff
1: introduces you. (laughs) You give some live updates. You immediately try to talk about the movie, and Jeff interrupts you like, Wait, aren't you going to ask me about life, about uh, uh, about my life? Yes, it's classic.
0: <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> it's classic, Ali. Where you're like, I don't care about your right. life. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I've been trying so hard to remember, but uh... oh, I heard a Pichu. Oh,
0: you heard Pichu? Yeah, he's at the door for some reason. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but he's he's doing his rare bark. Ah, uh, yep, someone's breaking into the house. What? Yep. Pijo stopped him. <laughs> okay.
1: This is a good stopping point. So go ahead and shut this shit down.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Here I go. Back into radio DJ mode. Well, thanks everyone for listening so much. If you like this podcast, check out our many sodes coming next week. In the meantime, have a good day.
1: Uh, thanks to everyone who listened.
0: Uh, I was going to do it again. Okay, thanks everyone. I only had I only have one one shot at me. Thanks everyone. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.